Hey, what is up? Episode two of the Barbells and Burgers podcast. I am your host, Shane Hubbard. I am so excited to talk about today's topic because I think it is such an eye-opening perspective on this whole eat less and exercise more, lose weight, kind of whole spectrum of things. And I think it's really going to change your mindset when it comes to understanding how this concept works. All right, so let's go ahead and start right there. Let's start with the whole exercise more and eat less and what that really means and why it's really not helpful at all. So let's break down the first part, eat less. Okay, eat less what? Eat less calories, eat less food. How much do we eat less of? You know, how do we go about doing that? As you can see, there's lots of questions that come up just simply from that two-word, you know, phrase, eat less. Okay, well, let's break it down. So eating less calories makes a lot of sense. You know, we've talked about calorie deficits. We've talked about how they work and how to burn body fat. So eating less calories makes a lot of sense. But eating less food is what most people are actually doing. And you might think that eating less food and eating less calories is the exact same thing, but it's not. And I'll give you an example of why it's not. I want you to take 500 calories of pizza. And maybe I'll do a visual on this one day, but imagine 500 calories of pizza. It's probably like two or three normal slices. Normal being relative, obviously. And then I want you to take 500 calories of broccoli with nothing on it, just broccoli. It can be steamed, it can be cooked, doesn't matter, but it's broccoli. The amount of broccoli you can get for 500 calories is ridiculous. It's probably like a wheelbarrow's worth. I don't even know. I mean, it's just, it's going to be ridiculous. So not all foods have the same amount of calories. So this whole eat less calories is great advice, but eat less food, not so much. In fact, if we take that same example, we look at eating less you know, calories, well, that could be as simple as changing our quality of nutrition. That could change, you know, changing the quality of our nutrition and increasing the nutrition density of our food is going to help us eat less naturally because, I mean, like I said before, try eating 500 calories worth of broccoli. I mean, that would be miserable. It would actually be, yeah, it would be disgusting. Well, eating 500 calories of pizza, though, That'd be no problem for most people. Certainly it wouldn't be a problem for me. Probably wouldn't be a problem for you either. So eating less needs to be more specific. Eating less calories, yes. Eating less food, not necessarily. So that's an important concept to understand. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that looks like going forward. So eating less food is not a good strategy, but eating less calories is. And we'll, you know, again, we'll talk about kind of how to set that up. So now let's go on to part number two, and we're going to spend a, a good majority of our time talking about part number two, and that is exercise more. Not terrible advice. For the majority of people, exercising more is actually where you should start, not eating less, so to speak. So I'll give you an example from my own coaching. In the last year or so, I've had a couple of group nutrition coaching groups where I track their activity, but we really focus on nutrition. And we focus on it from a habit-based standpoint. Protein, good vegetables, good healthy fats, whole food carbs, the whole nine. And what I've seen is from tracking their activity, but not recommending any more or any less, the average sort of sedentary, you know, nine to five typical, 
you know, Joe or Jane is burning not that many calories through activity from just being alive and, and moving around during the day. If we're looking at in terms of steps, it's like four to 6,000, which is not a lot. Now that's just, you know, that's how they have to work. It's not their fault. And I'm not saying they should go out and get a more physical job, but that's the reality of it. The other reality is because their activity is so low, their appetite is also low. So they suffer from a low appetite. And as a result, they don't eat a lot of calories total. I mean, on average, they're probably, or over the years, they've ate more calories than they've burned, and that's why they have excess body fat. But on average, like when I was doing some of the numbers on some of the food that this person was eating, provided they were actually giving the correct amount, which on average, they were doing a pretty good job of it, some were only eating 1,400 calories. And this was mostly women in this group, but 1,400 calories, that's how much they were consuming on a daily basis, on average. So slashing calories for them really wasn't a good idea because there's really only so far you can go with slashing calories. At a certain point, you're going to get to such a low number that you're going to be miserable, not just from a this is all I can eat standpoint, but eventually because your metabolism is going to adapt to how little calories you are consuming, you'll have to eat that amount just to keep your weight the same. So that is not a long-term strategy that's effective. Let's talk a little bit about a long-term strategy that is effective. So if I was to take the same group of women, and let's use numbers again to make this you know, a little bit easier to understand, let's say they're eating 1,400 calories and they're burning 1,400 calories. So their weight isn't changing because they're burning just as many calories as they are consuming. Well, instead of slashing calories down, why don't we increase activity? And not a tremendous amount, not an unsustainable amount, but just a, a little bit. A 10 to 20 minute walk once every other day. So that's like three to four walks of 10 to 20 minutes a week. That's probably you know, on a daily basis burning another 100 to 200 calories a week. That's you know four to 600 calories. But they're eating the same, so they're not eating any more. That is creating a caloric deficit. Now you are burning 1,600 calories and consuming 1,400 calories. And as you can see, because we're so low on the calorie spectrum, so to speak, we have a lot of room to increase activity and guess what? Actually increase calories as well. Because we don't want to increase the amount we burn to like 2,000 and keep what we were eating at 1,400. That won't work. It just doesn't, I mean, that's like a 600 calorie deficit. Eventually your appetite is going to, you know, grow because of the amount of activity you're doing. That's how your body manages these things. So your appetite's going to increase, which is fine. So long as we're still managing somewhat of a caloric deficit and it's a lot easier to slowly add more calories than it is to slowly decrease more calories. Now, keep in mind, this is only going to be effective to a certain extent. Right? There's only so many calories that you can sustainably burn in a day through, you know, physical activity, just, you know, walking around or doing kind of low intensity exercise in addition to things like strength training and, you know, other forms of cardio if you choose to do that. So there's definitely an upper limit to this, but for this person who's only consuming this many calories, let's say 1400 and only burning 1400 calories or, you know, most likely less. Being able to increase activity first 
and slowly increase calories to always kind of have this deficit, but yet still be able to eat more calories is a very positive way of changing their body composition. So this is a much better kind of sort of dieting strategy, so to speak, even though it feels like it's kind of going the opposite direction. Now, like I mentioned before, there's only so much activity you can get in a day, get in a week, that eventually you'll hit a stopping point. But by then, you won't have to be worrying about all this excess body fat because you'll, you'll have basically over time increased what I like to call your daily caloric intake ceiling. So how many calories you can eat without gaining any weight because it's a higher number. Now, let's say on a there's a week where you're just taking a break from exercise. Your total caloric burn goes down because your activity goes down. Well, if you're used to eating, let's say, let's, let's pick some new numbers. Let's, let's say you're used to eating 2,000 calories and you're used to burning 2,200 calories and being in a deficit and you drop down to like only burning 1,800 calories and you're eating 2,000 calories still. Yes, that is a calorie surplus, but you can get away with that a couple times a week and not gain a ton of excess fat and use it as like a maintenance phase when you need to take a break from how much activity you're doing. So what I'm really trying to get at is, is that when you increase your caloric intake ceiling, eventually you won't have to always be on top of how many calories you burn because you'll have more muscle mass provided your strength training, which you should be. If you're not, you should definitely get to strength training. Well, I'm actually already planning our next episode, which is going to talk a little bit about the difference between cardio and weight training in terms of body composition and why it's better to spend more time weight training than it is to do doing forms of cardio. So anyway, you have a larger margin margin I said margin margin of error to kind of make a caloric mistake. Let's say you go out with friends and you're you're you had five beers and you know nacho endless nachos right, that day of eating is going to be a lot less, you know, challenging later on because you have more of a caloric kind of allowance, so to speak. Now, even if you don't have this caloric allowance, you still aren't going to be absolutely derailed from losing body fat if one day a week you're eating, you know, 300 calories more than you normally do to lose body fat. That's that's not going to derail your progress. What derails your progress is letting that mentally get to you and then just saying, screw it, having an all or nothing mindset and just saying, screw it. I, I, one day I screwed up. I'm not perfect. I'm just going to give up, right? That's what derails your progress. Not, you know, anything along the lines of, you know, having one bad day and then getting right back on your, you know, your plan or your nutrition course, so to speak. So that's an important thing to keep in mind. So we've talked about a couple of really important things today. We've talked about why eating less really isn't that effective. Eating less calories is less is more effective. You want to eat less calories in order to create a caloric deficit, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to eat less food, total food volume. So keep that in mind. In fact, one of the challenges I'm thinking about putting together is Basically saying, listen, eat as much of these foods as you want. Don't limit yourself on these, this category of food. Eat as much of it as you want. But you have to stick you know, 90% of the time to eating this food, these, t- these types of foods, and seeing the results because they're, they're, you're going to get results that way. So we'll see. 
But so remember, eating less calories is effective. Eating less food doesn't necessarily mean eating less calories. We, we talked about the broccoli and the pizza example, right? And you, you remember that. So we'll think about that a little bit more the next time you're thinking, okay, well, if I eat better food, higher quality food, more nutritionally dense food, I will probably over a long period of time eat less calories naturally because trying to eat 500 calories of broccoli is going to be miserable, but eating 500 calories of pizza would be pretty easy. So that's one side of the coin. We talked about that. Exercising more, which is awesome advice, but to what extent? And how do we make that work for us in the best way possible? Well, if you're the kind of person that's already eating very few calories per day and you're getting very little activity or, or, or exercise a day, slowly increase your activity and monitor your nutrition or monitor your intake. Because if you don't monitor it, one of the things that will happen is as you start to increase your activity, your appetite will naturally increase as well. And if you're not paying attention to that, you'll just be burning more calories and eating more calories and you'll still come at this kind of standstill where you're burning as many calories as you're eating. So you'll go, well, I'm doing this activity and without really paying attention to it, you're also eating more. So now you're at the same place, you're just at a higher caloric ceiling which by the way is not a terrible place to be, especially if you're just trying to increase your caloric intake ceiling. This is a strategy I've used with clients in the past where I just say, listen, I want you to exercise more and I want you to eat you know, appropriately nutrition, but I want you to feel free to increase how many total calories you're eating as well, so long as you're doing your best to eat more whole food nutrition. And we'll spend a month, maybe two months doing that. Now I get this person up to like, let's say they're at 1600 calories, like the example, you know, kind of like the example before, and now they're up to 2000 calories. They haven't lost any weight, but now they have a much higher caloric intake ceiling. So now when we drop calories from 2000 to 1700, it's not that miserable because one, they have a lot more room to decrease at that point, not a ton, but a lot more than they had before. And they're going to feel really good because their metabolism is going to be stronger, it's going to be revving more, they're going to have more energy because they're consuming more calories, they're going to be using those calories effective through exercise, their whole health situation is going to get better. And to a large degree, the healthier you are, the easier it is going to be to lose excess body fat. So again, that's another strategy, and it's kind of along the same lines as the example we gave earlier. So I kind of want to end this podcast today by talking about some activity metrics to give you kind of an idea of maybe what you should be shooting for. So I like to track total activity in steps. It's not great for tracking weightlifting because you don't really get a lot of steps during a weightlifting session, but I can track weightlifting sessions, weightlifting sessions separate from total activity. Like I can, okay, you lifted weights today. Awesome. Great. And we'll talk about more of that in the next podcast in terms of like, how are you tracking your productivity with your weight training? But anyway, I like to track with steps. So if you're getting 5,000 steps a day, I'm not saying you have to go up to like 10,000 steps, which, you know, on average, I like to recommend that someone work towards getting 10,000 steps a day. But if you're at 5,000 steps, you don't go straight to 10,000 steps. Okay, you go up to like 6,000 steps. So... 
That's what I would recommend. If you're getting 5,000 steps a day, increase by 1,000 steps. And you might be thinking, holy crap, 1,000 steps? That's going to be like six hours of exercise or six hours of walking. No, it's not. About 10 minutes of a casual slash brisk walk is 1,000 steps. You can afford a 10-minute walk. For a lot of people, that's the break they have at work. Right, 10 to 15 minutes. At least that's the way it was when I worked in an office. We had kind of these little, you know, regulated or not regulated, but mandatory breaks. So just start there. Just start by adding a thousand steps or 10 minutes of, you know, somewhat casual brisk walking a day. And then you'll get up to 6,000 steps. And then when you feel like you have more energy and you have more time and you can actually commit like a dedicated workout or a you know, a session of exercise, then increase it to 7,000 and then eight. And then, you know, four months, six months down the road, you're already at 10,000 steps. You've increased how many calories you can consume now because you're burning more, but you're still keeping that deficit. You're still losing body fat. You're motivated. You feel good. Everything is clicking on all cylinders. This is a much better long-term strategy than simply just going, I'm going to slash how much I eat without thinking at all about how much I move, all right? And in that same degree, going back to the eat less, exercise more, a lot of times you are going to dramatically decrease how much you consume and dramatically increase how much you burn, which is too large of caloric deficit because there is a point of diminishing returns with caloric deficits to where now you're, you're, the difference between how much you eat and how much you burn is like 1,000 calories. That's not going to be manageable very long. Maybe if you have like a ton of excess body fat, but I don't see that working as a long-term strategy for someone in that position, okay? So that's basically my podcast today. I wanted to kind of keep it in like the 20, 30-minute range. One thing I want to talk about really briefly, if you want more guidance, especially when it comes to nutrition, I have an ebook that's out, and that is going to give you meal plans. It's going to give you recommendations on portion sizes for your weight, for your activity level. It's a really effective tool. And I'm not just saying this because I'm trying to promote my latest thing. All right. I created this because I had so many people coming to me going, I don't know what I'm supposed to eat and I can't afford coaching. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just create a meal plan. I'll give it to you. Really? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I said, well, why just do this for one person? Let's create a template. Let's create something that just about anyone can follow or at least get started on. And then you can come and ask me questions later on. So anyway, you can download that. It's in the link. The link is in the description of this episode. It's also the front page of my website. If you just want to go to my website, shanehubbardfit.com. Absolutely free. Let me know if you have any questions, if you download it. And, you know, that's my resource to you. That's something that I want you to have for the rest of your life and always be able to refer to. So anyway, that is my episode for today. Thanks a ton for tuning into the Barbells and Burgers podcast. I'm super excited to keep doing these episodes. Let me know if you enjoy these episodes by giving me a quick little review in iTunes or anywhere that you're listening that, listening to this Um preferably a five-star rating if you believe it deserves that. And then if you have the time, I really recommend leaving a little comment just so I can get some feedback on things that I can either improve or if you're really liking the episodes, you can just say, hey, really like it, you know, doing a great job, enjoy the, the topics, that kind of thing. So anyway, 
Thanks a ton for listening to today's episode, and I will see you in a future podcast episode.